Welcome to Live Brazingly. I'm your host, Jessica Van Valkenberg. I'm the founder of Brazingly Beautiful Bodies Without Shame, a yoga instructor, and a body confidence coach. Live Brazingly is a podcast for women who are tired of beating themselves up over their bodies and ready to truly learn how to love their bodies and themselves. I'm your guide, a light maker and cycle breaker. I'm on a mission to break painful cycles of body image which are considered normal in our society and to expose the powerful connection between movement, breath, mindfulness, and feelings for healing. So sit back, relax, and learn how to live brazenly. You're worth it, gorgeous. Hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Jessica Van Valkenberg, and I have with me today the wonderful Ursula Adams. Hi, Ursula. Hi, Jessica. It's so cool to be here. I'm so happy to finally have you on the show. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. And as a lot of you probably know, Ursula is the founder of the SheHive. And the SheHive is an amazing organization that I have been a part of for about, gosh, like almost three and a half years now. Yeah, yes. I can't believe how fast time is flying. I feel like last year I just forgot it was actually a year and it counted, but it's... <laughs> it's I know. It counted. <laughs> It always floors me. The Shehive, we're going on year five this year, and it just blows my mind because I feel like we're still just starting. (laughs) Right? We're Mm -hmm. always growing. Yeah. I want to get to talking about the Shehive, but first of all, Ursula, I want to talk to you a little bit about your personal story because you're just such an amazing mentor to me. You're so inspirational, and I just want to hear a little bit about your journey with your body and kind of what led you to do this work of empowering women and finding a place for women to really come into their own. (laughs) Yeah. So actually my body has so much to do with this story. So it's really cool to talk about it. So I've always been, I shouldn't say always, but the majority of my adult life, I've been very overweight and, and was from the time I was, I don't know, out of the womb on a diet, being told that being bribed to lose weight. I, I still remember my grandfather when I was like eight would send me the Sears catalog and he's picked the prettiest dress and I would. And he's like, if you lose 10 pounds, I'll buy it for you. Like at age eight. And, and it was a learned behavior. My mother got it from her mother. I'm sure she got it from her mother and eons back. And we never, the only way we ever talked about food or body was it wasn't an, it was too much. And food was meant as wasn't ever, there was no joy around food. Food was to help you. It, it was to be restricted and it wasn't, good and we have to eat to stay alive but try not to yeah and it wasn't even about eating to stay alive it was eating to lose weight always and so I spent and even when my body was of a normal quote-unquote normal size it always felt wrong for me and that's something I should be ashamed of and it just it was bad fast forward and I lived my entire life like that and so fast forward 40 years and I started seeing a therapist and, and we talked a lot about body because it, it is the core of so much of what is still holding me back. And I got to a part where I felt super empowered, like this body is here for my, me, it is mine. And I had always been so very, what do I say, separated from my body. So I always referred to myself as me and my body, not me or not my body. And we were two separate entities and through through therapy, I actually, it led me to yoga 
And getting on the mat was the first time that I actually integrated my whole self. So I could feel, I could feel my body and feel that I was a part of it. And it was just so powerful. And that journey in yoga really started in therapy together, really started to, it just started to, I started to feel so empowered and really loved myself. And, and I was in a fight at the time with my sister-in-law, which by the way, we're not anymore, (laughs) but I still remember we had been fighting for weeks on end. Like it was a blowout fight. And the last thing she said to me was, you've called me every name under the sun, except fat. And I guess we all know why that is. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 40 some years old and being called the fat kid on the playground. It's still the way that people think that they can hurt me. And it didn't hurt me. As a matter of fact, at that time, I was like, if that's all you got, that I'm fat, because it says nothing about me as who I am, about my value, my worth, or who I am as a human being. And so the next day after she had said that, I was on Facebook and Georgia Covenas, who's a writer for the Detroit Free Press, and I think she was in your yoga class yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She um, had put, and I didn't know Georgia at the time at all, and she had put something online asking, is there a difference between curvy and plus size? I want to know. And I was feeling super empowered. Like, I want to talk about this issue. So I I messaged her and she said, if you want to talk about it, message me. And so I messaged her, like totally didn't know her, decided to message her. And I did. And she wrote back and said, I'm doing a, a story on the Kardashians new curvy plus size clothing line. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to talk about that. And her and I stayed on the phone for about an hour and talking about our journeys with our body. And the question was, is curvy and plus size the same thing? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what you call it. And we ended up talking for so long that she's, I'd like to use some of your quotes for my article. Can you send me a headshot? And I did. And um, she wrote back and she's like, I love your style. Can we do a feature on you for the free press? And I was like, okay. So I went through, had picked out the outfits, had the photographer from the free press come to my house. And Georgia interviewed me quite a bit more. And it took about three months for the whole thing to go through because it was during a summer break where Georgia is out of town. And so for three months, I knew this story was coming out. And it was called Plus Size Pizzazz. And it was full page color on the front of the style section on the Sunday paper. And I was so excited. And then as we got closer, I started to get really scared because I'm like, man, people say awful things online. And so my therapist and I for three months were like talking about how I'm not going to read the comments, but you all know that as soon as it came out, I was going to go read the comments and everything. And So the day came that it finally came out and like huge, see yourself full size on above the fold, below the fold. And it was so empowering and so cool, but I was also so scared. And so sure enough, I went and looked at the comments and right away, some dude was said something about if you just take the food out of your face or whatever, I can't remember, something stupid. And a million women had come to my defense and nobody else said anything bad. And After that, women that I didn't even know started reaching out to me and they're like, thank you so much for speaking your truth. And I want to get to know you. And it it was empowering and cool. It was also a little creepy that like people you don't know at all are like reaching out to you, but it really, and actually I got to work the next day. I was still working for somebody else at the time. And I got to work next day and my CEO was was a man, is a man. I came in and he had taken it and he had put the, the story up on the wall of my office. And he said, this is something you need to be proud of. And it was just, it was really cool. And it just really showed me how saying stuff out loud first actually is so empowering to other women. 
And my motto is, I like to say shit out loud first. And so it started this idea in my head, like, this is something I could actually do. I could help empower women by saying the stuff out loud first that I'm not afraid to say. And as particular, and that was 10 years ago, as I get older, I get less and less afraid to say stuff out loud first. And in those 10 years between when that happened and now I went to grad school, I was in grad school with a group of women and in this learning community with women, and we were doing amazing stuff together. And it just really lit me on fire because I draw great energy from working with other smart women, friends to create something bigger than I can create by myself. And I didn't want it to end when grad school ended. So I got this idea, actually, with the help of some of the girlfriends from um, grad school. And I'm like, I'm going to go home and create this thing called the She Hive. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be a place where women can all come together and learn about themselves together. And so that is my body played everything to do with that journey there. I love that. And I love that in this whole time I've known you, I never heard like that side of the story. Yeah. And it is so important because... When we give, when we are brave enough to tell our story, I had a very similar thing. When I finally told my story, I was like, oh man, everyone's going to judge me. They're going to know all about me. They're going to know all my insecurities. And and people didn't even care about me. They were like, let me tell you about like how this came to me. And it gave them permission to step into like their own empowerment. And I really think that's like what we do at the She Hive. And that's what you've instilled in all of us that are partners is that give women permission to be who they are. And sometimes we need that brave person to, to go before us. We need that yeah. person to jump off the cliff so that we know it's okay. And then we're going to jump off too. But yeah. we wouldn't jump off if there are people jumping off before us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being that person that's not afraid to say things. And I think we all know sometimes we say things and we're wrong or we change our mind or whatever. It's not like every morsel that comes out of our mouth is perfect, but that's what's great is that we're human and yeah. we're allowing ourselves the dignity to just be who we are in that moment and other people to do it too. Yeah. There is a part of the thinking more about the story in my body. There was a part in there and about how sometimes we're wrong that the longer that I was in therapy and the more that I became comfortable with my body and realized what my obesity was about. And it was not about the fact that I can't put food down, but as, as a reaction to something else. And I wanted to take control of my body back. And so actually in that time, while I was in grad school, I had weight loss surgery. And because I wanted, I I didn't want this body that was created in reaction to things that had happened to me in my childhood to hold me back any longer. And so I thought I'm not a patient person. (laughs) This is how I'm going to do it. I was prepared. I was ready. I did all the things, went to the therapy appointments, talked to the therapist, set really realistic goals that had nothing to do with numbers. It was all about what I wanted to be able to do with my body. And I lost a hundred pounds. Like I lost weight. Like you can't not after surgery. And then I started the She Hive and all of my everything, I quit my job. I started this business. I'd never started, you know, even run a business before, much less run my own. And and everything was on steady again. And so I went back to all of those old coping mechanisms and I gained a good deal of the weight back throughout this time, actually having the She Hive. And it was a source of a lot of guilt and shame for me for some time. And then I realized, like, how would I know any different? You know, like I am in a position I have never been in before and food was bringing me comfort and I needed some comfort. And so I'm working now, now that I've actually really identified what happened in that time period and how I gained the weight back. And I was a very vocal person about the fact that I had weight loss surgery. I had 
I talked about it every single day. I had a blog called the Tiny Tummy Diaries and I was so vocal about it and such a proponent and still am a proponent of it for people who choose to do that. And now here I am almost as heavy as I was before I had weight loss surgery. And I was like, that just, I wasn't prepared yet. Now I know, like I wasn't really prepared yet to take that journey before I wasn't prepared to launch a business in the middle of that journey, right? I know more. And so now with friends and my therapist and those that I trust in my advisors about different coping mechanisms, I can find that will actually help me feel secure when this is five years in, I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. I do, but it's still scary every single day in in some way, shape or form and finding different ways that I can use my body to make me feel good and not use it to make, to do that temporary stopgap. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that and, and being honest about the vulnerability that comes with that because it's so true. And the biggest thing is like that our value doesn't change. Our value doesn't change. Our value is inherent. Like it's a birthright. It's given to us. It doesn't change if we have the surgery and then we lose a bunch of weight and then we gain it back. And and we're taught on that idea of thinking that we are our success. We are our productivity. And so really just understanding like our value is there and we're going to feel good. It's how we want to feel. Do we want to feel good about it or do we want to feel crappy about our body? And so I can really see that you've come to a different place of the mindset. The mindset has shifted now into feeling joy and being and feeling like you're worthy of the joy that you can experience in your body now. Absolutely. And I'm just fascinated now with how my body serves me, like all of the wonderful things that it can do for me. And also very aware of the fact that I need to be better to my body. So it serves me longer because I'm of that age who knows, like at 50, like the light switch flips and stuff starts breaking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and you're like things creak and you're like arthritis and all this weird stuff, right? And menopause, and it just does all these amazingly weird things to your body. And I love my body and the size it is now is fine. And I don't really care about the size as much as I just want it to feel good. And I want it to care for me and do the things for me I need it to do. Yep. Health at every size. I'm, yep. It's a book by Linda Bacon. I'm reading it right now. Yep. And it's um, something that I do in my course. And that's what she talks about is really health and then like fitness are separate. Health yep. and appearance are separate. Yep. Health are separate. So it's just really coming into, like you said, taking care of that vessel yes. that your soul goes around in. This vessel needs to last at least another 50 years. So I got to put like premium gas in it. <laughs> right, right. We have to upgrade. <laughs> yes, it's time to upgrade. Taco well, Bell only gets me to the end of the street any longer. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. those yeah. won't say that so I won't good. do it every once in a while. Sometimes I you only know. need to go to the end of the street. I know. Taco Bell, except the Mexican pizza being gone. Other than that, it's still my standby. <laughs> I have to tell a story if it's okay. Up, up at the Sheehive, we have a physical location and only three of us still work out of there right now because of COVID. So we have a little COVID pod that still works out of there. And the two women that I work with day in and day out up at the Sheehive, one of both of them have been telling me about the nacho fries from Taco Bell. They're like, have you ever had the nacho fries? I'm like, no, why would I get French fries at Taco Bell? That's stupid. <laughs> but they're like, they're life-changing. The next time they come back, you have to go try them. And so they came back on the menu recently. And so the other day we all, we did a group order for Taco Bell and everybody got their nacho fries. And when it got there, there was only two nacho fries and three of us. 
And one of the women, Sonia, I'm like, I am so sorry, but it does not show that you ordered nacho fries. I'm here. It's so you're not getting them. I offered to share mine with her. She's like, I'm not going to deprive you of your nacho fries. You eat your nacho fries. And so we're eating and she is a vegetarian and they have this really cool vegetarian customizable menu, um, you know, online. And she was eating this black bean crunch wrap, which is what she had ordered her nacho fries with. And she bit into it. And I had never seen such unabashed joy in my life. She said, nacho fries are in the crunch wrap. And it wasn't even like she was pretending or being silly. She was so excited. She got up and ran around the she She started singing Proud to be an American. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> Oh my God, that is awesome. And those are just the kind of shenanigans that we have around the she Exactly. I laughed so hard. I just had tears rolling down my face. She was so, I've never seen anybody so happy. She's like, the fries are in the crunch wrap. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'm going to try that next time we go to Taco Bell. I'll be like, can you throw those suckers in there? Cause Apparently they do. <laughs> Everything tastes better with nacho fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. The she hive, I do want to talk about it for anybody who doesn't know about it or hasn't. I'm always talking about it. Let's talk about just what it is, who it's for, what we're trying to do with this amazing project. <laughs> sure. I, I call it an experiment in progress always. And so the she hive is a place right now that place happens to be all online, but it used to actually be an in-person place where women can come together to learn from each other and about all different facets of their well-being. So whether that be your health, your spirituality, your career, your social, your creativity, I wanted a place where women didn't have to pick or choose what piece of them they were learning about because it, it all integrates, right? And I wanted it to be a place where women who had a, a passion and a desire and a subject matter expertise about something could share that passion and desire and expertise with other women. And I wanted to make sure that it was led by more than just me because I have a singular point of view and I know that it's not the only point of view. And so even though I own the business legally, I there, there's never, it's never just me. It's always a we. So there is an advisory board, Jessica's actually part of our advisory board and has been forever, of women that come together to talk about how is it that we can create those moments of impact for women. So those moments that actually shake you out of your routine and bring you to new insight that help elevate you. And whether that be, again, about your health, your body, what you believe spiritually, your mindfulness, your what do I do with my career? Am I going to start a business? All of those different questions, which by the way, all go together that women have about their lives. And so we do it a couple different ways. We have classes and our events. And that was what Jessica was talking about yesterday. She actually did the one of her yoga classes for the Shehive. We have coaches. So we have coaches that can coach you if you're looking at what's my purpose. That's what I do. How do I uniquely contribute to the world? We have coaches that can coach you through the career process. How do I find the job that's right for me? Coaches that can coach you through Jessica body confidence. <laughs> and so we have all, and we have a therapist that can work with those needs that you have when you're going to a therapist in the past and what, what those blockers are. And we have all these amazing women who are talented and know that working together, we build better things. And so that's what I love about the She Hive. These things all exist in different places, but to bring it all together in this integrated approach where one day I could take a body confidence classroom from Jessica, who's talking not just about my mental health, but also my physical health. And there's also some spirituality that is mixed into it. We're never just one thing. 
And so I just, I'm, I don't know, I'm thrilled. I love it. And yeah, so that's what it is right now. And it's constantly growing and changing with what it's going to be. And they say like that you're like the five people you hang out with the most. And so what I've told Ursula before is like the five people I want to hang out with are these cool women that make me believe that I can be better too, or I can do this because they're doing it. And and just being around them, just running around the Sheehive and celebrating nacho fries. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it makes us believe that we can, it gives us that permission, like we talked about, that we can be something greater or that we can change, that we can change our mind, that, that the possibilities are endless when we believe in ourselves and we have these other empowered women who are helping and they believe in us too. It's yeah. just that's my favorite part about the She Hive. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't mention it because it's so second nature to me, but I think one of the differentiators really about the She Hive is that it is built on a strengths-based platform. So we believe that, I believe, and I designed the place to be like this, that change begins when you become more of who you are. And so this isn't about, this isn't about fixing yourself, right? It's actually taking a deeper dive into who you really are and, and peeling off all of those shoulds that other people put up upon you. So it's strengths-based and there really is a positive psychology focus. Now that doesn't mean that we're all sunshine and flowers, though we are mostly sunshine and flowers and some unicorn sprinkles. But I do believe in focusing on the positive can actually help um, eliminate some of those negatives. And instead of just trying to always fix the the negative or go into that scarcity mentality. And and what I love about the women of the She Hive is that we're a constant reminder to each other. That's actually more powerful. Yeah. We are not broken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, valuable, worthy, deserving. And we're just here to support each other and, and find out new things about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Thank you for talking about the She Hive. We want to tell you that if you're listening and you want to be a part of our community and just see what it's all about, see what it feels like to be empowered, we have She Hive online right now. So I put the link. You can join. It's a great group. We we have questions in there and funny memes and it's serious if you want it to be serious and it's really light if you want it to be light. It's just a community that we're building right now online until we can meet again in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. So please come join us. I love it. There's, you know, like I said, our job at the She Hive, we believe is to actually shake you out of your routine a little bit and make you question some stuff. And like Jessica said, there's a million different ways that we do that. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a quote. Sometimes it's a class. And sometimes it's just a question that we pose out there. But everything at the She Hive, no matter what it is, it's meant to actually make you stop and question. What do I believe? Is that really truly my belief? Or is it a belief that was given to me? And if so, do I want to hold on to it? And one of my missions as a business owner and as a woman this year is to offer a lot of free. I sent out an email if you're on my email list about the I year. Saw that. And so I'm offering free yoga every month at the She Hive. I just did my January one yesterday, but you can catch up on, but you can register for them at the She Hive. You can check out other things there. I'm also offering a free training next week, which is going to be a, a big masterclass about what we were talking about, Ursula, how to stop dieting and start loving your body. You can sign up for that. I also posted the link for that as well. And last but not least, I asked everyone this, Ursula, what is, what is something that you want women to know about their bodies? What I want women to know first and foremost about your body is your body is your own. It's not here to serve anybody else but you. And so you decide how it best serves you. Oh, I love that. It's such a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like instead of we're serving it, it's serving us. Yeah. That's beautiful. And letting go of what's no longer serving us. You know? Absolutely. And it wasn't put on here to be pleasantly 
appealing to other people. It wasn't put on here to make them feel better about their lives or for them to be desired for something for somebody else to desire. If that so happens, that's their thing. It is there to serve you. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for inspiring us with your beautiful story. And if anybody has any questions, you can always reach out to us through the SheHive website. We'd love to have you be part of our community. It's an amazing place for women. Love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. You too. Bye. This podcast is produced by Jessica Van Valkenberg. For more information about body confidence, visit www.brazinglybeautiful.com. And don't forget to download your free 20 body positive affirmation cards there. It's always a beautiful day to love yourself, gorgeous. Sending you tons of love and light.